Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada you don't take yada yada in life don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide this episode of Stuff They Don't Want You To Know is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor. Featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select game Gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul, Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. Uh, we are required to say, look, we made a book. Check it out. Uh, you can also hear it as an audio book. You can also see us live. We are going on the road. Uh, in a couple of places, and we would love to hang out with you in person. On October 11th, the day the book comes out, we'll be here in Atlanta. On the 13th, we'll be in D.C., and on the 14th, we will be in Massachusetts. Check out StuffYouShouldReadBooks.com to find more, and definitely come and see us. Please, if you're even close, come and see us. We'd love to see you. And for everyone who has written to us or uh, reached out to us as individuals or on our show, social media, asking us to go to other cities, other countries, 
we're with you. Make a bigger stink about it. Get your friends to say the same thing. <laughs> Fight the power. Uh, today, we're going to do, uh, oh gosh, I was recently watching the newest uh, newest Rick and Morty season, and I love the way that they describe things, and um, they can be a bit meta, which isn't for everyone, but I love those moments where uh, Rick, voiced by Justin Roiland, says something like, it's it's a one and done. We're going to have a simple adventure, Morty. Morty, it's just one and done. Classic, classic Rick and Morty. That's kind of what we're doing. Uh, Recently, you may have heard claims about how the United States lied about its stance on UFOs. That is absolutely true. You've probably also heard about other governments doing the same. That is also true. <laughs> but, uh, but today's episode concerns a recently disclosed photograph that has garnered a lot of attention in the world of UFOlogy. Shout out to our pals like uh, Chris Cogswell from Mad Scientist Pod. Uh, also, shout out to our colleagues at The Breakfast Club who have also, it turns out, discussed this. But before we do our big reveal and give you our opinions, folks, we've got to start at the beginning. Here are the facts. I'm sorry. It's a womp womp moment. There are, as of now, no proven photographs of alien spacecraft, but there are tons and tons and tons of photos of UFOs. Riddle me this. What's the difference there? Well, there are photos and videos, right? And recently, the videos have been making a lot of news. Uh, The thing is, they are UFOs, or now UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. They are not conclusively known to be alien or extraterrestrial spacecraft. That's the difference, right? Because uh, anything that you as the photographer snap a picture of or take a video of that's up in the sky that you're unaware of what it is, is a UAP. Well, it's a UFO, I guess. UAP is like, I don't know, the... Is that the overall category, I guess? Yes. Because <laughs> I think that's how I would put it, at least. Weird rain could be a UAP. Yeah, that's right. An oddly shaped cloud, perhaps. Um, but, gentlemen, you know, we've got all these photos, uh, unproven, of course, and now these you know, Tic Tac videos and all of that. Uh, but what about antiquity? What about art? You know, what about things that maybe we didn't really, with a keener eye at the time, realize may have actually been depicting um, UAPs or UFOs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, you know, what that reminds me of is the old question, to whom does a work of art belong? Does it belong to the owner? Does it belong to the creator? Does it belong to the audience? You know, those who perceive it. A lot of the stuff about uh, ancient aliens, a lot of the Eric Von Daniken lore and so on, really depends on interpretation. So you're taking a modern cultural lens and you are applying that cultural framework to something that was made hundreds or you know thousands of years ago. Uh, what you can say, if, you, if we kind of bracket the messy question of interpretation, what you can say is that people, at least since the dawn of drawing, have drawn and carved depictions of strange things in the sky. 
And a lot of that, I'm sure, is artistic license. Uh, no one in ancient civilization has straight out said, there are aliens in the sky. Here is, you know, uh, a drawing I made of them on this papyrus. Or here is a thing I carved into rock about my wonderful meeting with people from beyond this earthly realm. Well, I mean, except for like the Dogon tribe, right? They pretty specifically noted serious a and b uh, yeah serious yeah exactly right yeah also again i love that you bring this up matt because then we have to ask about another kind of application of cultural framework the people who originally reported the dogon story to the wider world uh were european and may have brought some of their own interpretive baggage let's say to the story we should actually do a do an episode on the dogon we've mentioned them in the past multiple times but it bears investigation you know already we're talking ufos right guys so some of our more skeptical conspiracy realists may be rolling their eyes but if you find yourself in that number if we caught you mid-eye roll with that statement, you might be interested to learn that belief in not just UFOs, but extraterrestrial intelligence is increasingly common. It's less and less rare now. As a matter of fact, if you live in the United States and you believe that extraterrestrial beings have visited Earth, you are in the majority. Yeah, there's a 2021 Pew Research poll that found 51% of people living in this country, the United States, believe, quote, UFOs reported by people in the military are likely evidence of intelligent life outside Earth, unquote. And it makes sense. There's now a modern reference to recent UFO footage, right, or UAP footage that people, it's at least at the front of more people's minds. Um, the question there is really, are those craft extraterrestrial or not? And 51% say, yeah. Whether or not we have more, you know, quote unquote, confirmed videos or at least the acknowledgement of the government that there's something going on, we still don't exactly have anything in the form of evidence or, you know, actual, you know, pieces of these craft or something that we can really like, you know, analyze. It's still kind of in the realm of conjecture, uh, at least in terms of like, you know, what we where we think these things are from, because the government sure isn't saying that, even if they are kind of tacitly acknowledging that there's something there. Yeah, we certainly don't have anything that's been publicly acknowledged, right? No physical evidence that's been acknowledged. We've heard tons of stories about that physical evidence that exists somewhere out there, right? But we've never actually seen it. Yeah, it's a uh, <laughs> it's it's touted as is somewhere between a campfire story and a weird never explained superpower, right? Shout out to Bigelow Airspace uh who have repeatedly publicly stated that they are in possession of um, materials and artifacts unknown to humanity. And for one reason or another, they have yet to release any physical evidence of those claims, to back them up at least. But if you are a true believer, then you may feel the evidence is everywhere. You may feel that people are in fact being willfully ignorant or purposely misleading uh, when they talk about these things. 
But also, you know, there's a, an emotional element to it, I would argue, because human beings have been taking photos of unidentified things in the sky for so much longer than people might know. Uh, and we're not talking now we're not talking about, you know, the Von Danikins of the world looking at ancient carvings and putting their own spin on it. We're talking about actual it's a Viamana spin. <laughs> right? There we go. Shout it out. I like it. Uh, we're, we're talking about genuine photographs since the advent of uh, photo technology. People have been trying to snap cool, exclusive pics of weird stuff. I was surprised that the first generally acknowledged UFO photograph dates all the way back to 1871 in Mount Washington, New Hampshire. And I included a picture of this because I would love to get you guys take on it. I just gave you the image. So no, you're coming in fresh. If you haven't seen this, there's no caption. Just tell us what you see. Uh, I'll tell you what I see. I see something that appears to be clouds, but is not clouds because of the way they're formed. I'm telling you right now, these things are not clouds. Uh, also, it looks like there's a tiny little cigar shaped thing in two photographs. It looks to be two photographs that were maybe taken from a flying craft where the photographer is, is moving horizontally. So you get a slight perspective change, like one shot taken here and ne the next shot taken a little further along. Um, but dang, it just looks like a manipulated photograph to me. Yeah. It looks like there's, it looks like there's some fuzz, you know what I mean? There's some schmutz on, on the lens maybe, or something went wrong in the development process of the photo still. But look how textured those clouds are. Mm -hmm. It looks like, um, it just looks like a completely different texture than clouds to me, but I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, it looks like tissue paper or something. It's got like this wet kind of textured look to it or, or like um, some sort of fabric. It's very mm -hmm. odd. And yeah, and you're right. That little thing, that little blip in the foreground, that, is a, that's not, that, is, that doesn't really blend in with the surrounding environment at all. Wait, wait, wait. Are you, are you guys telling me this has not fundamentally changed your opinion on extraterrestrial life? Uh, and UFOs, it's not enough? <laughs> not currently. I'm just trying to figure out how they made those mashed potatoes to look like the most fluffy clouds I've ever seen. It looks like paper mache or something. Like it's, It really does look like a glue, kind of like a papery mass that was sort of textured and formed. I, it's a super low-res image too, guys. I've got it blown up like crazy on my screen, so the pixels are doing some blending. Mm -hmm. uh, but there is one tiny bit of the reported UFO here, alleged UFO that is on the far left of it. That does appear to be similar, if not the same. I don't know. I'd love to see a, a full res image of that, or at least a, you know, an original or something. Yeah. The, uh, this was taken by Amos F. Clow and Howard A. Kimball in 1871. They were on a meteorological expedition, so they weren't out purposely trying to snap photos of anything but weather-related phenomenon. Uh, you might be interested to know the photo 
came into the public eye in 2002. It got purchased on eBay, the original, uh, by a guy named Samuel M. Sherman, who was then president of the Independent International Pictures Corporation. So check that out again, 1871 UFO photo, Mount Washington, uh, and let us know your thoughts. We're showing you this just to establish the track record that humanity has with photographing UFOs. And especially in recent years, shout out to our good pal, Jeremy Corbell. There have been even more, um, let's say, high fidelity photographs and uh, video coming out that people appear to be at a loss to explain. Also, when you're talking about mysteries, I was not aware of this. We don't actually know who discovered the initial principles leading to photography. The two fundamental principles, uh, camera obscura and the first time that someone said, oh, this stuff changes when you put it in sunlight. Those two discoveries date back into antiquity. Right now, as we're recording, all that we know, all that anyone knows, is there is no record of people trying to make photographs before sometime in the 1700s. But I feel like uh, all three of us are probably old hands at looking at UFO photographs, purported photographs of alien craft. And look, you know, a lot of them are proven hoaxes or they have fairly solid mundane explanations. Well, you know, it also makes me think of like the Cottingly Ferry photographs that had Sir Arthur Conan Doyle all twisted up and basically got him to kind of publicly embarrass himself. Faking a photograph in those days and in the day, early days that we're talking about here was very, very difficult to do convincingly. Um, so there's also a certain amount of like the power of belief involved too, as there you know continues to be today. But I think now we're so jaded by fake images and, and you know Photoshop jobs and stuff like that that we're all looking at things with much more of a, a discerning eye. Um, and maybe that power of belief has sort of waned a little bit. Well, it's, an, it's a really interesting point there, Noel, because if you think of, we, we always talk about technology as magic, right? Just realized. And when, when you think about that time frame right after a new technology is being invented and starting to be ad- adopted, there is so much maybe wonder and awe for the layperson that doesn't know about it, right? And it's that, it's that magic side of the technology where you're still trying to understand what it is. So I think there's probably a really great window at the beginning of a technology to trick lay people with it uh, for someone who is, you know, early on in the, in the know about it. I, I don't know. Just, I just make me think about that with these. Yeah, photographs. I agree with you, Matt. Uh, also, yes, folks, that uh, we know the Arthur C. Clarke quote, and I think we agree with it. Technology past some certain threshold is indistinguishable from magic. I'm paraphrasing. I would also advance, I would, I would move that argument you're making a, a, a bit further along and say that people aren't necessarily trying to trick one another in that window of wonder, let's call it that. Uh, people, uh, inventors and pioneers often end up 
tricking themselves. History is replete with cases of great inventors who thought their inventions did more than they did, right? It's not uncommon for one human being to find, say, a medicinal application of a plant, right? Or to discover a new treatment for something. And then immediately, just like the guy who invented the practice of uh, chiropractics, they can say, this cures everything. If I just mess with your spine in the right way, I will cure your serious non-spine-related medical condition. Or I will put these pins inside your back and your face and you will be cured. Mm-hmm. Well, that was also in a time before like licensing was even needed or even oversight. So, yeah, a lot of those folks uh, were really practicing. That's another point. When you believe something, you can change you can change um not only how you think about it and how you view it, but sometimes how your body reacts to things, right? When you believe something so fully and strongly enough, we've seen that uh we've seen that principle. The placebo effect mm-hmm. is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And appears to be accelerating. I feel like the moment is past, but I'm gonna say it anyway because I believe in this thought. Uh it is interesting that no one needs a license to take a photograph. It is Orwellian to imagine a world where something like that is the case. But that's a, that's another thing that must be considered when we're talking about photographs of things that appear inexplicable or strange. The people who take these photographs are not necessarily professional photographers, and they don't have to be. There's no waiting period or background check when you buy a camera, you know, most people have cameras on their phones or they have Nokia's. Anyhow, there's one photo that garnered a great deal of attention quite recently. Part of this is due to the story behind it. Uh, And it's a good story. Uh, This photo was also kept from the public for years. There's a bit of state security around it that's often misreported. And then part of it is due to just, ah, just look at it, folks. All you have to do is pull up Calvine UFO Scotland. You can add photo in there if you want to uh, enhance your search. But what you will see is, uh, well, you know what? Let's pause. Let's pause for a word from our sponsor. Give all of us a chance to look at it. We'll be back to explore this question. What is the Calvine UFO? Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. 
Download the Zigazoo app today. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know, taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was uh, tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life. And you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Here's where it gets crazy. All right, before we dive in, we are not Scottish. Calvine. Calvin, I think Calvine. We're going with seems fair. V I N E. I mean, if it was Calvin, I would I would hope they would have been kind enough to leave the E off. Well, initial reactions. Um, I know this is not the first time the three of us have looked at this photograph. Uh, what, what do you What do you guys think? Just a, I, I I will say it. It looks cool. It looks like a steampunk dirigible. Honestly, yeah. It's a cool photo. There's no question about it. Uh, no such uh, bizarro cloud shapes and textures. Um, the thing is, it's almost diamond shaped. It's like a squashed diamond, which, if you'll recall, I've often recounted my uh, my my would be potential sighting of a UFO in Nebraska, and it was a diamond. This is really like uh, like triggering me because it really looked very similar to this, and it had the similar like you know um, distance on the horizon. Weird though, underneath it is that like a small prop plane? It's almost like for scale. There's a second plane. 
Well, it's a, maybe a fighter jet, right? Uh, it might be a Harrier, right? Right, right, possibly. It's interesting. Yeah. For but yeah, scale. there's a yeah. there's right, right, and because they couldn't get a banana up into the sky, <laughs> so they got a, a human made craft. Yeah, this is called the Calvine photograph. It looks like a jet, like a fighter jet, as we said, uh, a Harrier jet's very similar thing. We owe a lot of the work on this to a journalist and associate professor at Sheffield Hallam University, uh, one Dr. David Clark. Clark eventually brought this photo to the world. And before we dive into his story, let's give you the background, the facts as we know. On August 4th, 1990, two hikers who have not been publicly identified and will not be publicly identified for many years, uh, they were on this hillside, per their story, near Calvine. Calvine's about 35 miles northwest of a place called Perth in Scotland. And these hikers see this metallic object, and from what they, from what they told the press, uh, they could tell it was metal. Uh, and it would look to be about 100 feet long from their observation. And it was, they associated it with this low hum. And they watched it, not briefly, they watched it for 10 minutes. And then they saw the fighter jets. Yep. Well, which makes you think, well, perhaps those fighter jets were dispatched to that object because the military was aware, right? That's at least... That's reasonable the, speculation. Right? That's the story your mind generates. Um, and then also, according to the story, these guys, after they took the photographs, they sent them over to uh, a publication called The Daily Record, which, you know, if you really think you've got something, you probably would send it out and try and get it published somewhere. Maybe. I mean, what? In the hopes of, like, getting paid? Either in the hopes of getting paid or just in that moment of wonder that we're talking about, like, wow, this is amazing. Look at this thing I discovered. Maybe uh, maybe it's real and there are, and aliens are real and I need to tell the world. Or maybe even I could get paid or uh, at least I could get famous. Yeah, it's a good I guess I'm just still stuck on Nope a little bit. That movie is all about getting that money shot, you know, and getting paid and, like, you know, becoming famous for your discovery. I just wonder if that, any of that was running through their minds as well. We cannot know because we do not know their identities. That's uh, and, and they have never made a public statement about it. They sent uh, the negatives of the photos to a newspaper, Scotland's Daily Record. The paper then sent those photos to the Ministry of Defense. And the Daily Record didn't publish the photos. According to the lore, the Ministry of Defense buried the story as well. They suppressed it. And we'll see how that's maybe not, not as extreme as it sounds. So we pulled some excerpts from David Clark's website, from Dr. Clark's website, and he name-checks a guy named Nick Pope. Nick Pope hipped Dr. Clark to this series of photographs in a book he wrote called Open Skies, Closed Minds. I love the title. Uh, this book is an account of Clark's time working 
in a real life X-Files job. He was at the Ministry of Defense's UFO desk. And he says that his experience working there transformed him from a skeptic to a believer. He was a civil servant. That's the only way he learned about the Calvine photos. He says this is one of the most intriguing incidents or pieces of purported evidence in the entire collection of the MOD. And no one in the UFO community had heard of these photos, other than, I guess, those two hikers, until Pope's book was published. And no one in the media had talked about them. Clark was eventually able to interview Pope. And you can find a fascinating excerpt of the interview on Clark's website. Let's do it. I suggest we go for a dramatic reading. Who wants to play Clark? Who wants to play Pope? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, How about Pope? Can I be Pope? Sure. Yes. Why don't you be Clark, Ben? For sure. Clark says, in response to a question concerning a photo taken in Scotland that was mentioned in Open Skies Closed Minds, Nick Pope responded. It was taken, I think, in 1990, before my tour of duty. And it well, was actually... You, should, you know, I'm a big fan of your voice work. You, you sure about this one, though? Because this is a long excerpt. And it was actually in poster form, <laughs> blown up by various people who had looked at it and stuck on the wall. It was really... It really was Fox Mulder stuff. It didn't have I want to believe on it, but it was on the office wall when I joined. I don't know why British people always have to feel like an old, like, colonel or something, but thank you, Ben, for not allowing me to continue in that absurd high voice. It subsequently came to be removed, but it was there, and it had, as far as I can recall, been taken by two people who had been out walking in Pilkery. Uh, who had heard a low humming sound, looked around, done a double take, shot off, I think. I'm not sure if they shot off a few pictures or just one, but it had been sent to the mod. <laughs> the Ministry of Defense. <laughs> um, I am look. such a fan of your voice work, both of you. I've seen so many interviews of Nick Pope, and you are just spot on there, Noel. <laughs> oh, shut up. No, not possible. <laughs> no. Guys, he... We we actually all have a lot of fun uh, doing doing voice work. We we do it uh, for many other shows in our network. And whenever you hear us doing voices that we think are fun, know that we are doing it with great affection and respect. Oh yeah, I, I just want to point out here, uh, Nick Pope. He makes a reference to Fox Mulder there, which is very interesting to me because that's around the time the X-Files is becoming a thing. And uh, I'm just imagining him in his office. Uh, I don't know if he's at the Ministry of Defense. I think maybe he was. That's where the UFO project was actually occurring uh, for the UK government in that time when he was running it or he was at least a major part of it. Um, I imagine him in a basement office, much like Fox with that picture on his wall, the way he describes it. It's pretty, pretty wonderful to imagine that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Agreed. He also goes on and he's saying, you know, this had been looked at extensively by experts or, or as, as Nick Pope puts it, some people who would know a lot about that sort of thing. Uh, and they said, these are MOD experts or consultants at least, they said this looks like a solid structure, an object, not weird weather, 
It doesn't look like a hoax to them. And they have been able to make some guesstimations about its size. They started speculating on aerodynamics, propulsion, and things like that. And there was a perception in certain quarters that this was for real, that it was a good one. And I think that's so cool the way he's talking about it, because this photo essentially became office art and no one was sure what it what it was, but they thought it was cool. And Nick Pope has um, a funny kind of catch 22 story about how he lost the photo due to the news about a craft built by the U.S. called Aurora. Mm hmm. I just want to point out, I don't know how they can make any assumptions about how large that craft is. I don't understand that. I you know, don't. I think, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think, to be honest, and there's not a ding on the on the folks making those speculations, it feels almost to me like it was water cooler talk or tea time talk, maybe. They got around the poster Right. And, and they're going, you know, by Jove, look at that shape. How do you think it moves? And someone else says, I imagine some sort of propulsion system. Just I having a, a quick bite of their egg salad on rye. Watercress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. The queen's dead. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. Old uh, woman passes away peacefully in sleep. That should have been the headline there. I know there's Aww. history involved. People, I, I just, it seems like people die every day. I know. It's, it, it's like she was sur surrounded by loved ones. There is a massive legacy there. And it is fascinating that on, in, on the planet, there is a new king in 2022, which is very right? fascinating. That's pretty nuts. And a new prime minister. Like, like within Yes. Weeks. And Henry Kissinger still kicking. <laughs> Henry Kissinger is still around. I am like, I am plugged in. I get news alerts I, just in case. He's 99 years old. I will be turned into a different body when my time has come. Yes, just so. I think the deal he made is he got 10 extra minutes of life added to his span for every innocent person who died. As a result of his actions. I thought you were going to say war crime he encouraged. <laughs> He's a war criminal. I don't even know if the U.S. would storm the Hague for him, to be honest. Well, they'd have to. They would legally have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, we, we are not meaning to sound callous or cold. Uh, for 70 years, Queen Elizabeth II reigned over the United Kingdom and its territories. Which means that possibly she was aware of this photograph, brought it back. Uh, probably not. Probably uh, if you are a monarch of an empire like the UK, you probably have other stuff that you have to worry about. I'm, I'm going to say, I think if you're a monarch, you have a great deal of interest in potential extraterrestrial life and or uh, secret technology like that i think the queen was all over this photo you think so yeah maybe all right you know what let's go with it yes and matt 
Yes, and she was she was not just interested, but she was the one who ordered the cover up. Because she's the one who took it. She took it. She liked the poster and put it in Buckingham Palace in in a secret room of cool posters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's most of the palace actually is that secret room, and it's just posters. That's that's the big secret. I bet the queen had a secret chill spot, you know, with couches of and, like a, and like a beer fridge and like a neon sign yeah. and like X Files posters and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Where she could just, she could just I hope she had like a unwind, a lava lamp, a snooker table, yeah, perhaps some foosball. Yeah, so much Def Leopard. You know what they call foosball <laughs> in the UK? They call it flipper. Do you know that? Huh. That's cool. No, anyway, uh, all right. No, I'm. That makes sense. It makes more sense than foosball, if we're being honest. Agreed. You know, uh, what is the foos? Anyway, yeah, so uh, the, the Queen's secret uh, secret poster room, chill spot aside, uh, we know that Nick Pope did lose the photo to his boss because they were getting heat from their friends across the Atlantic. There was this debate over what is now called the SR-91 Aurora. And Nick said his boss freaked out and thought, this is a quote from Nick Pope, oh goodness, the Yanks won't like us having this on the wall. I'm going to take it down. Because they thought their U.S. colleagues were coming over and they they said, oh, oh, you know, because it Whatever could be their the attack. version of oh crap oh crap is like oh dear you know we <laughs> we we we've got to remove this in case it's the thing they made that we're all supposed to pretend is secret which is <laughs> hilarious um and he goes through the embassy nick pope and he asks i don't know let's just do the quote let's just uh, uh, matt you want to take a turn at a pope voice sure 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 <clears throat> I was asking through the embassy, through various specialists, hey, do you guys have a diamond or triangular-shaped hypersonic thing, you know, that has a low humming sound and does zero type five, no, no sonic boom? How do, you, how do you do that? You know, they were saying, no, do you? Because we have sightings as well, and we were wondering maybe if, you know, it was an RAF, a Royal Air Force plane. And we were saying, oh, I wish we had that. <laughs> that's so that is classic right that's very catch-22 stuff if you have ever worked in a government position or been a member of a large military then you've probably also experienced some hey why are you asking me type stories like uh hey i've got to go fill in form 1078a and the person who's in charge of that said that i need 10 78B, but I'm the one in charge of 1078B, and they have to send a form to me. And like it's it's very I love I love it. I thought it was a very humorous story. And as you said, Matt, Nick Pope is a cool dude. Clark learns of this photo. He goes hunting and he meets dead ends for more than a decade until finally he finds a former press officer for the Royal Air Force, a guy named Craig Lindsay. Craig Lindsay has a copy of the photo. It's not the original poster, like all rolled up in a cool tube. That's obviously at the Queen's place. Uh, He does have a pretty good copy of it. 
And Clark learns that Lindsay held on to this original photo still in its envelope from the Scottish newspaper, the Daily Record, because apparently for years, Craig Lindsay had been waiting for someone to come looking for that photo. It's a weird story. It's a weird story. Uh, We did mention that the Ministry of Defense has classified some aspects of this story until 2072. So we're going to pause for a word from our sponsor, and we'll be back before 2072. Uh, And when we return, we're going to unbag some badgers. We're going to ask ourselves what this thing actually is. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know, taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was uh, tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. 
It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life and you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. All right, we're back. We're back and we're bagging and unbagging the badgers of this story. What is this thing? I I read a lot of analysis about this. I know we all did. I was really impressed by uh, the statements of a Redditor. And credit where it's due. It's very important. Uh, the regular guy, zero one. We don't know the regular guy. We have not contacted the regular guy. I just feel like this Redditor nailed a lot of the questions that I had uh, and schooled me a little bit on photography. So thanks to you, RG. I feel like we can just call this person, this entity, RG. So let's look at some of the stuff they point out. Well, um, RG points out that nobody has actually identified who took the images. We've discussed that part. Uh, the image was apparently taken on an Ilford XP1 black and white 35 mil camera, or film rather, um, which is a pretty popular brand of black and white film. You can buy it at most camera stores or order it online. Um, it does have to be processed. You know, you, like you have to find the place that actually will process black and white film. Um, it just so happens that this particular film is extremely forgiving when it comes to double exposures, uh, and that's true of black and white. I mean, I'm only I'm saying this because I, I took a couple of black and white darkroom photography classes in college. One of my favorite things I did in college, and some of the images that I took uh, that I have printed and actually hanging on my wall uh, did quite a few double exposures. You can keep the aperture open while moving a light source around and then you'll kind of get these burned in images that like all kind of occupy the same space. And if you do it right, you know, they look kind of ghostly where there'll be, there'll be a little bit of transparency around the edges and there's lots of fun tricks you can do just with double exposures. Um, here, regular guy then links to a source on this phenomenon, specifically on lomography.com. Um, you can find it just by, this is a magazine, you can find that by typing uh, rare expired Ilford XP1 400. It has some interesting facts about, you know, what uh, can be done with this trickery. RG also uh, points out the 35 millimeter film uses a three to two ratio, um, and the Calvine photo is not in this ratio. Matt, you, you could probably speak to ratios in terms of like, um, you know, video and stuff. Like, like what, what is what are we talking about here? We're talking about literally like the shape of the frame, right? Yeah. Does it look like a square? Does it look like a what's known as a 16 by 9 image, which is the one you're familiar with if you hold your phone sideways? Uh, or is it in, you know, some kind of other vertical format? Like when you've got your phone uh, straight up and you're looking at Instagram and TikTok and all those, uh, but it just has to do with the shape of the rectangle. Don't use TikTok. And <laughs> well, this is another thing I noticed. What because of the because of the uh, China intelligence angle? Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> okay. Um, the when when you first look at this photograph, you notice that the UFO or UAP is almost directly centered. Right. Mm. That's one of the first striking things about it. Um, where you do, it does seem as though there was a you know, a piece of film that was then exposed 
and then it was changed, like altered to be printed where the UAP is in the center of the photograph. Yeah, and it's strange because we also know that, uh, I can't remember how I put this in the notes, but we, we also know that the UK took it seriously enough to send an image to the CIA. And they described this as a possible research vehicle. This image then gets sent to the Pentagon and the US and the UK are now having a water cooler moment, transatlantic style. You know what I mean? Uh, And so they're taking it seriously, but there's another thing RG finds that is interesting and and kind of um, dovetails nicely with our earlier conversation about interpretation, right? And cultural framework. If you look at David Clark's Twitter, you will see that there was a proven hoax image that looks very similar, some would say. Uh, This hoax was made in 1988. Comes from Puerto Rico, uh, but if you click on it, then what you'll see are um, aside from landscape, you'll see two objects in the air that appear pretty similar in both placement and shape. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Except it's definitely not centered. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a big tree and a bunch of branches in the foreground, and then in the background, you see a. This is more of a flying saucer image it's flatter in the center with two uh i don't know i don't know what you call them kind of domed shapes on the top and bottom of that flat surface and the curious thing is though and i think this is what you're talking about here ben there is a fighter jet this one is clearly a fighter jet right next to the ufo in the picture Mm -hmm. yeah and rg also notes uh something i really appreciated regarding the specifics of the Ministry of Defense's classification orders. Did they bury the story? Let's be honest with each other, folks. If the United Kingdom wants to bury a story, they can do so with great success. Look at Jimmy Savile, right? Look at the ongoing child abuse cover-up in the government. Look at uh, Prince uh, Andrew, right? That guy's not going to get in trouble. He just what, he can't go to certain lunches. And this, like, the, what I'm saying is that the UK has the capabilities and the will to actually bury a story if the UK wants to. So it, it doesn't sound like a cover-up if you're a journalist and you're able to find a retired press officer who says, oh, I've been keeping this envelope. Just in case, I was hoping somebody would come along and ask me about that because that envelope would be gone if there really was a cover-up. From what I can tell, the classification order essentially just disguises or withholds the identities of those two original hikers. That's the main secret. Which, you know, when you put it that way, doesn't necessarily sound like the government is go is having a oh snap aliens moment 
does it? No, and and and, and regular guy goes on to to say that he does feel like this photo is is a hoax, um, and this person does consider themselves a true believer in UFO phenomena, but also has a pretty keen photographic eye, and I think he's looking for the right things. And this is where we are drawing to a close. Folks, take a look at the SR-91 Aurora craft and take a look at this photograph from Scotland in the 1990s and give us your take. Do you think they look similar? Do you think this is a hoax? Do you think there's something they don't want you to know? I want to point out that the Aurora aircraft, this alleged aircraft out there, in some of the research that we've done on it in the past, there are a lot of places where you can find information about it. There's not a lot of official information right. that you can find about this thing. Yeah. You can go, there is a website called defense, D-E-F-E-N-C-E, aviation.com. And it does have uh, like computer rendered images of what this thing allegedly is supposed to look like, multiple ones. And um, I just have to point out, if you go to a website like this and you check it out and you're reading information, you're like, oh my God, this is crazy. Check the website to see if there's a disclaimer. On this website, if you defenseaviation.com, if you click on their disclaimer, you're going to find something that says, all information on this site is provided in good faith. However, we make no representation or warranty of any kind, express or implied, regarding the accuracy, adequacy, validity, reliability, availability, or completeness of any information on the site. Yeah, that's some, that's some <laughs> so hardcore CYA. Because, uh, it, <laughs> yeah. and of course, being a family show, uh, tell your kids that CYA stands for Cover Your Assumptions. Uh, so... <laughs> Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. bad humor. Uh, yeah, it's true. The biggest question about the SR-91 Aurora is whether the U.S. military actually ever made one. Uh, it's And to be fair, there is secret technology, there is classified, even suppressed technology out there now. You might be surprised by how far along some aspects of technology are and they're just not released to the public sometimes for good reason shout out national invention secrecy act which was a super dick move by uncle sam but arguably arguably necessary so is this again a hoax is this a secret plane that may or may not exist what is going on with this UFO. We cannot wait to hear your thoughts, folks. We try to be easy to find online. That's right. You can find us on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitter at the handle Conspiracy Stuff. On Instagram, we're Conspiracy Stuff Show. Yes, and don't forget our book. There's a whole chapter that goes into UFOs, UAP, and government technology. It's very, very, very good. Excellent work, Ben, and Noel, and Matt, and Matt I yeah. guess, but mostly no, Ben. No, um, I'm also going to point out that the F-14 Tomcat is perhaps the most badass-looking uh, aircraft that was ever produced on this planet. It is just the coolest, especially if you see it kind of from above. Dang, that thing is dope. Uh, <laughs> it's just so good. Okay, um, you can also call us. We have a phone number. 
Holy smokes, you're right. The rumors are true. If you want to give us a call, we are only a phone call away. The number is one eight three three stdwytk You'll hear a message. You'll hear a beep like so. Beep. And then you'll have three minutes. Go nuts. Get really weird. Uh, Matt, you recently sent uh, a lovely cosign about my dream of living in a billboard. And I listened to it. I thought it was great. We've got to put that on the air next week. Uh, And we'd love to put your message on the air too, so long as you give us the okay. Tell us if it's all right to use your name and or voice on the air. Most importantly, if you have a story that will not fit within three minutes, then don't feel rushed. Don't feel like you need to keep calling. All you have to do is send us an email, write it out in full. We read every single email we get. Drop us a line where we are. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.